welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by leading innovators to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organizational psychologist, the founder of innovation consultancy Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimize my workday. This episode is another My Favorite Tip episode. The title's probably pretty self-explanatory. It's about my favorite tip from each of the interviews I conduct. So my guest today is Chris Gillibo. Chris is a New York Times bestselling author and modern day explorer, having visited every country in the world, that's 193 in total, before his 35th birthday. You might have come across Chris's work in Side Hustles because he's the author of The $100 Startup, Side Hustle, and most recently, 100 Side Hustles. And his daily podcast, yes, that is daily, Side Hustle School, is downloaded more than 2 million times a month. Chris and I also happen to share a literary agent in America, which is how I got connected with him in the first place. So in this extract, I was asking Chris about his podcast, The Side Hustle School, where he releases a new episode every day, every single day. So this chat starts by me asking Chris why he doesn't batch record his podcasts, which then leads to his really interesting perspective on perfectionism. Well, it's, um, I think batching them for me, and this could just be me, right? But it's just like my perception was if you batch them, then it takes away the the real-time nature of it. Now, obviously, the podcast is not going out live, you know, and like we do have a bit of a buffer. We have about a 10-day buffer right now. But nevertheless, and because I'm like doing it every day, I feel like, especially when I go on book tour, it's like, oh, I'm in this city today, you know, I'm going to this this place. And just didn't, didn't, I just felt kind of weird doing that if I'm recording like, you know, a month's episodes or something at once. And then I think also it's just a practical thing. Like we didn't have the content. Like we didn't have, like when I started the program, I had the first seven episodes recorded. And I said, you know, January 1, 2017, there'll be an episode every single day this year. And I had the first seven and I had the first, the next, the next like seven to 10 identified in terms of like what they were going to be, but you know, not written, recorded, produced, et cetera. And then after that, I had nothing. So I was just kind of like, it was just like, let's see if we can do this, you know, and hopefully the community will sustain itself and people will send in referrals and all that. But I, I liked that element of it as well. It kept it kind of fresh for me. It felt like I was, felt like I was pioneering as opposed to just like maintaining something. And I tend to be better when I'm pioneering something than when I'm just keeping something going. That's interesting. And, and so you've got a 10 day buffer at the moment, which again, Blows my mind, but I, I'm also quite inspired by that. I I must say I, I kind of get that that need to be releasing and keeping it fresh. Like I know for me when I've done a whole lot of interviews and I've, say, got two months' worth of a schedule all done, it, it almost feels a little bit frustrating because it's like, uh-huh. oh, I just want to get these episodes out into the world. Right, and, right. You know, yeah, so yeah. I can completely relate to that. Pros and cons to everything, you know. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of, you know, doing this daily, what what are the, I guess, shortcuts or things that you've learned that help make this a quicker process? Because it has to fit into so many other things going on in your life. Right, right. Well, that, yeah, then that, that second part is really key because like, this isn't the only thing I do. I do other stuff and um, it's a major thing I do, you know, for sure, but it's not the only thing. So yeah, that's a good question. What kind of shortcuts have I built into it? Um, I mean, I, I'm fortunate to work with really great people. That's the first thing I would say is I don't do any audio production myself. And, um, I have a content manager who's working with various writers who are then con- who like then working with all the case studies. So I get a lot of stuff that comes to me and then I do like 
final edits. I write an introduction. I write the conclusion. Um, so we've got that down. I would love to say that we've got it down to like a factory, but it's not quite quite that polished yet. And then maybe just also just letting go of stuff because like you know you, you can't actually ship a daily podcast or anything consistently if you're a perfectionist. And so fortunately, I'm not a perfectionist and. I, you know, I don't mind saying like, oh, you know, that wasn't my best, but instead of like obsessing over it, I got to, I just got to keep going because there's a little bit of a treadmill effect, you know, to it. And, um, yeah, I think if I worried about all the small stuff, it would never happen. The perfectionist thing is interesting. I find, you know, so many people that have got to like the level of success that you've achieved are absolutely perfectionist. Is that something that you were and you had to fight against or something that you've never had to, you know? Oh, that's interesting. I think, I mean, I, I think it's almost like an excuse, you know, I think like people who don't produce a lot, perfectionism is holding them back, you know, because they don't think it's good enough um, or, you know, for whatever reason, they have some insecurity over it. So I don't, I don't know that I actually, I don't know a ton of like really successful people who are perfectionists, you know, I, I feel like um, maybe, I mean, the ones who are, maybe they're like at the top, top, top of the game, you know, but I think everybody else, if you try to have, if you try to maintain, it doesn't mean like you're not, you know, striving for, for quality and excellence, but those are very different things than, than perfection. You know, I think like nothing is ever perfect. I mean, like every book I've written has like at least one typo in it, even though, you know, it's produced by major publishers and there's like a lot of people who go through it, you know, editors and copy editors and proofreaders, et cetera, but yet stuff still happens. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think perfectionism is, um, is either an excuse to do something you know, that you, like, a, a, it's an excuse to not follow a dream that you have, um, or it's like justification to not, not ship something or not put it out into the world. So I'm not a huge fan of it. Hello, me again. I just loved what Chris had to say about perfectionism. This is definitely something I can relate to in my own life. So I used to be a total perfectionist and it is so freeing when you realize that things don't actually need to be perfect. Clients won't leave you, the world won't fall apart, and ultimately, things get shipped and you get customer feedback far faster than if you wait until things are perfect, which ironically is one of the keys to making things perfect, or at least a whole lot better. So that's it for today. If you like this excerpt, you might want to listen to my full chat with Chris, which I link to in the show notes. And if you're enjoying how I work, I'd love it if you could take five seconds to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this from. So leaving reviews actually makes it easier for other people to find this podcast. And it's also um, wonderful for me to read to get that feedback. So thank you to everyone who has taken the time to do that. It is hugely, hugely appreciated. So that's it for today and I'll see you next time.